Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you going to pay? And his partner, Fader Top for Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. I'm eating a sandwich. Trust me, that's Gredo. Gredo's with me, of course. Gredo, the main man, the legend himself. Listen, that's Gredo. I'm eating a sandwich. Mm. Mm. Is that all right? But, well, you're going to get away with the night, mate, because I'm at my digs and I've not got my mic. And what happens when I've got my mic is I, I like to kind of pause it or at least turn it off when I'm taking a draw of my vape so it doesn't really ruin the sound. So I, I do apologise to just... uh, Here it goes. You suck on your vape and I'll chew my sandwich at the same time. Right, here we go. After three, three, two, one, suck. Mm. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. Mm. Cracking. How's your week been, Gredo? What have you been up to? Just recording, filming two doors down. Doing radio, then two doors down and stuff like that. So just been kind of kept busy. I'm up in Glasgow now, so. Busy um, boy, just, yeah. Why is it? I'm watching the wrestling night when I can. No current stuff, but I watched uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Mr. Perfect SummerSlam 91 the other night. Uh huh. Beautiful. What's going to make it to be? Shut up, mate. <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been watching a fair bit of Bret Hart stuff lately, by the way. Because I kind of feel because like I'm always a bit, a bit harsh on Bret Hart, you know what I mean? Well. The E and E, the A and E one of them was probably the best one at the lot. But he, f- <laughs> he fucking loves himself, old Bret Hartman. Oh, he loves himself. He but loves himself. He's the biggest fan. But you know what? When you when you look at Batman, his shit looks tremendous. Oh. And and if he if he has a big punter for himself, then he's got the you know. He's got fucking. He can talk the talk, but he can walk the walk and all, can he? Oh, you know. I say, welcome to wrestling, Daft. So let's see what the punters have been saying. Somebody so far. <laughs> so WWE SPFL got in touch, right? He says, I like Adam Cole, he says. But he says, ever since listening to Rab, I'm convinced he's actually shrinking. What sort of mad Papa Shango voodoo is Rab putting on him? That guy is getting weird, I think. He's still eating that piece. <laughs> I think that guy's getting weird. Well, you know, he might have a, you don't know, you, you can't, he might have an underlying health condition. Come on, no. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Do you think Adam Cole's like Benjamin Button? Is that what you're trying to say, Grado? Benjamin Button, the guy that's old? He starts old, starts old and then grows backwards. No, he's not turning, no turning into a baby. What Grado's saying is that he might, Secretly behind the scenes, have a heroin addiction. <laughs> that what you're saying, Gredo? Because that's quite litigious. See, be fair. If he had the heroin addiction, right now, see all ex heroin addicts. Remember, we say he's got addiction, but see all ex heroin addicts. They're all buff as fuck. Look at Dave Navarro. Look at Anthony Kiedis. Look at someone. 
was oh, well, not the ones you get in Glasgow, but see when they come off the when they come off the skag, they all go buff as fuck. Renting and train spot, and then you go, there's another one. Off the skag? You're like something for a Hebs advert. You've got to get off the skag. <laughs> Adam Cole's got to get off the skag. But Cena, how about it? I really fancy you. Should have seen the shit hunt Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, what was the boy band one? My Lonely Mate or something. Was it? No, it was a girl band. It was a girl band, right? They were called... Stop what were they called? Smoke. That was a stop smoking one, wasn't it? They were called Stinks or something. I said, again. I think they were called Stinks. I said, so. again. So, <laughs> Bronze Chair Camel's first open. Bronze Cello says, following on for last week's discussion about gravestones and Andre the Giant being cremated on the Hidden Treasures documentary, it states that Andre's ashes weighed 19 pounds. That's crazy. Is that true? <laughs> That that's what he that's what he says. That's heavier than a, a baby. Ba- that's like two babies worth. Right. That's heavy ashes. Are they counting the under? I think they're counting the under. They're probably counting. The I don't think they are. I mean, surely oh, they will be. You know, it's just wrestling in it. It's calmly as fuck, man. They'll be counting on them. I mean, I've never I've never actually felt ashes or seen them real. I've just kind of. Is it just like fag ashes? It's like a powder. It's like a kind of chalky powder. I like, I, I love it. You can put them on your cereal on it <laughs> for an extra wee, put them in your muesli, mate. Where would you get your ashes spread? I would get my ashes spread. Where would I get my ashes spread? <clears throat> Probably at the centre spot in Ibrox, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you get your spread, Gredo? Just don't tap a mine at the centre spot. I know. <laughs> there are the buffs part of the, the Sir Matt Busby Sports Centre. The Hollanders began. I know where I'm getting mine spread. Actually, I know. I know the answer to that one. Um, up at Glen Etiv, which is up the north of Scotland, I would probably get them there, or I'd get them hooked into the Clyde here by Helensborough, or I would get them sprinkled up Springburn Park in Balonock. What you, John? Um, I've never thought of this, but I think it would be quite nice. You know, as a Falkirk supporter, you know, the penalty spot, that'd be quite nice. Yeah, I'd like Did Falkirk have a grin? They have a football grin? I would do, I. Yeah. I thought Falkirk were one of the teams that just get a Lenny other people's grunts to play their games. No? <laughs> no Did they actually no. have their own? How long have they had their own pitch? I've had that for quite some time. Quite some time. But, like, they play games... Well, they play games there, not it? They do. Fans aye. go. They do. Fans go. Fans go and everything. I yeah. What? Where do they train? Uh, in the community they, centre. No. Do they, they train in, in the pitch in the stadium? Well, the players are working in a call centre. They miss morning, so they don't really get a chance to do much training. I don't think. Anyway, that leads us nicely on to our next uh, shout out from Ben, one of our punters. That's true. Ben spotted another incidence of football and wrestling as Dumbarton announced new signing Joe McKee via the Chris Jericho countdown. Would you like to see this? I would like to see it. I like that. Can they harm Joe McKee, but it's, right, it's such a letdown, that, isn't it, when it does that countdown and it's just him. <laughs> like, they harm him, but you know what I mean? That was one of the greatest debuts in wrestling history. And then it's Joe McKee. And they harm him, like I said. Lovely guy. <laughs> kind to his family and all that. But, uh, and he, you know, he's not a mad right winger like Jericho as well. But he... You know what I mean? Just it's just a just a bit disappointing. You, you fucking bamming me up, John. The Falkirk actually have their own grin. Let's move on from that now. He also <laughs> he also flagged up a tweet for a coffee shop that went viral. Old Ben, where in a Joe advert they advertise for a Batista instead of a barista. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, it inspired a lot of responses that thread, such as a uh, uh, I walk alone inside this cup of coffee. <laughs> 
<laughs> Free Batista bomb with every 10th coffee purchased. <laughs> I walk for miles inside this pit of Costa. <laughs> You'll be expected to work as part of a team. Well, then this job is not for me because I work alone. <laughs> it's quite this good banner. A fucking hilarious banner, isn't it, for the wrestling boys? I was sitting there chugging away, writing their wee tweets. Pablo of Pablo's Vault of Horror fame flags up a tweet for Irish wrestler Damien Corvin, whose new stable has the tagline, Defeat, Destroy, Devour. He asks the question, hold on, is this a cannibal faction? D- why devour? Defeat, destroy, devour. Are they eating people? I don't believe that. I just think they probably like, like the use of the alliteration. You know, uh, what else do you like? Oh, defeat, destroy, that's a good start. That's a good tagline. Oh, what else, else begins with D? Oh, oh get defeat, the old... Defeat, destroy, devour. I quite like it. Good question for Karate Warrior 2. Hey, Robin Grado, throwing this one out there. Wrestlers who made you go, oh, no, him again, fucking hell, when they appeared on telly. Mine's got to be WCW's Jerry Flynn, he says. Hated that guy. Uh, mine's was Van Hammer, WCW. Whenever Van Hammer came out, I was like, fucking no, him, man. Mine's was probably Robbie E and TNA. Robbie E and TNA. Uh, I like. You don't like him, do you? You don't like him, Grado, do you? You don't like him. He's alright, but I bought his fucking t-shirt, but doesn't fit me. Um, I bought um because see when he done that Jersey Shore gimmick and all that, and bro, bro, and I felt at the same time Zach Ryder was doing the same stuff. Yeah, pissed me off. Let me ask you a question: If Robbie E auditioned for a role in Two doors down, right? And he go it. The producer says to you, Grado, Robbie E's got a role in Two Doors Down. Would you use your influence and your stroke to try and get him punted out of the show? Aye, because he'd done the same with me. There we go. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, and uh, the one and only coach trip, our good friend, Adam Shame, has pointed towards a tweet for Kurt Angle that says, met up with my great friend Scott Steiner at River City Wrestling Convention. Great seeing you, Scotty. It's true. River City Wrestling Con. Um, and says he looks like a joint venture for Grado and Shell Suit Bob. River City Wrestling. What match would you like to see involving the characters from River City? I think the big thing with this is it sounds like it's bumping Soap Con. Oh, that's true. For that's me, true. That's, that's Soap Con. You know what I mean? I want to see a match between the. I don't watch it. I've got any idea who's in it. I'd um, like to see Lenny Murdoch versus um, Roshin. Tell you what, Lenny Murdoch would make a good manager in a gangster faction in Glasgow. Wouldn't he? He would. You know what I mean? Who? Joyce would make a good women's wrestler, without a doubt. Who was a wee guy that had kind of ginger hair that was in River City years ago? Oh, D, uh, no, Devon. What was his name? It's something like that. Devon oh, Dudley. Vader. 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 Aye, Vader. Um, Vader. I would like to see him versus. Um, who was the lassie who. There was a lassie in it who was like. Oh, fuck's sake, man. I'm trying to remember. She was like a. She was a schoolgirl when she was in it. Madonna. No. No, she was like. I'm trying to remember. I'm going back a few years here. Never mind. Let's go with somebody else. Who is the the big boy? The fuck it, I've, got any, I've got any fucking idea, man. Big, big, right. Bob. big Bob versus no. Shelton Bob would be wanting to watch, wouldn't it? Battle of the Bobs. Battle of the Bobs. The Battle of the Bobs would be wanting to see, wouldn't it? Uh, Tom Urie, great guy. Shout out to him. Before we move on, thanks to Spray Paint Scott, who's come across a tune by a band called The Beef Supreme, simply called Flair. Let's hear a bit of this. It's about Rick Flair, I assume. Never ever send us in lie again, spray paint Scott, right? Because we sat and listened to that for about fucking four hours and we we're listening again and again, going, and I it was a wee bit of wrestling in the video and stuff, but this is a podcast. Have a bit of you need to think rationally about this stuff before you send stuff in. And if any of you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. 
Don't be sending us any shite. On Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast. Don't be sending any garbage to us. Just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Nay shite. Or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Get a grip. Stop sending us shite hangs. Now, every week we separate the bad for the good of wrestling, the three lines for the yes, sir. I can boogie. I'm sick of yes, sir. I can boogie. I know, no offense, John. I know George Bowie did his remix and all that. And, you know, but come on, get a rest. Seeing people with a t shirt on and all that, let's get a rest. Wrap it, John. Right, wrap it. Yeah, I think you've you've ripped arse with it, John. Yes, sir, I can boogie, I think. Still top 10, I think, in the iTunes chart. Is it? Aye. Well, okay. I've heard uh, Falkirk have a football run as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right. So let's talk about Barry and putting over. Obviously, we both want to put over Grado, um, Piper Niven, making her, uh, her debut on Raw. 100%, man. It was on Tuesday. High-profile debut, by the way. High-profile debut. It's a good sign, mate, because here's a crack. It's a good sign that they're bringing up UK folk. Uh, you know, they're on the UK contracts and bringing up to Raw, so that's that's a, that's really really promising. But I just as soon as I saw her on Raw or the pictures, man, I just got flashbacks to a, a fucking freezing bare Wednesday night in Linwood. We we um, we Viper and Nikki Storm and Demo, and just thinking this wow, just how far they've came, and especially for Kimberly, man, because she's. Kimberly's had an absolute diamond there, Lassie. Absolute diamond. One of the nicest humans you'll ever, ever meet. And she's never gave up, man. She's never gave up. Obstacles have I've been thrown away. And each each time, man, she's ma- managed to can make the most of it. And now she's on Raw. But you know what? Fair play to that, Lassie. Fair I, play to that. I think, she'll do, I think she'll do well. I really do think she'll do well. Because, like, she is super well-liked. I think she'll be really popular mm-hmm. with everybody there. Um, internally, and she's she's good in the ring as well. You know what I mean? She's good. Really? Um, so, uh, so that's that, that's the best thing. Um, what do I want to bury? Oh, I want to bury. I want to bury fucking Alexa Bliss. I get, I'm sick of burying her. I can't bury her anymore. Um, I'm not going to bury her anymore. I'm not doing it. Let's see what the punters are saying. John wants to put over Viper's main roster call up. Great to see another Scott in the WWE, and another big shout out for Dark Side of the Ring for John. Nothing getting buried for him. Kev wants to put over the Tombstone Daft segment for last week, which was very funny. What was that? What was that? We were talking about all the, the dead people and the dead wrestlers. And- <laughs> oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> That's really- that was good one, And Kev wants to put over Cesaro hiding behind the door in the Bailey-Seth Rollins segment for SmackDown. That was good. I really enjoyed that Bailey and Seth Rollins segment, actually. I really, I think Bailey's great. Sean wants to put all the WWE not acknowledging Piper Niven and triggering the indie wrestling fans and bury the booking of Alexa. Oh, hold on a minute. <clears throat> put over WWE not acknowledging Piper Niven. Well, she's had the name before that. I mean, I'm being pernicky here, but she was Viper before Piper Niven. Huh? I don't know. Yeah. Am I being too... No, no, no. Um, and Sean wants to bury the booking of Alexa Bliss. She shouldn't have to fight against mid-card wrestlers like Nia Jax and Shayna. She should be competing for the main strap. Give yourself a f- give yourself peace, mate. Give yourself peace. Steve says he wants to bury almost every match on Raw ending with count out or interference. It's total WCW booking. Put over WCW. <laughs> and he wants to put over four women's matches on Raw. AEW could learn us something for that. Also, the RK Bro storyline is the best thing on Raw. Also, wants to put over the whole takeover pay per view. Every match was fantastic, and of course, um, Eli Drake is there and NXT's won the million dollar belt right million dollar champion isn't he yes yeah. what's, his name? what's his name again now it's LA Knight he's LA Knight brilliant he's the best he's such a good promo like he's a brilliant promo man. Do, you, do you know what I did? someone pointed it out to me see the way he delivers it it's just the closest thing to the rock I've ever heard and someone delivering a promo. Obviously, he kind of obviously models his kind of style on it, but he sounds fucking brilliant. He's he's brilliant. TNA Hollywood Day was watch attitude there at promos backstage. It was actually mainly Stone Cold he was always watching. Really? Uh, aye, aye. But I can see what I know you're talking about with the rock, but he was forever studying promos backstage, old attitude era stuff. And he always had it, man. The the, the problem he had 
years ago was he's he's too he's fucking in, he's in love with himself. But in wrestling, there's nothing wrong with that. They're usually the folk that go the, the, the full hog. So I'd say that held him back for a good couple of years because he could have been. I mean, he was in NXT in 2011, 12, 13. And then, um, I don't know, something happened. He, he fucking done something stupid on a NXT house show that he was told not to do. And he got in trouble for it. He done the whole, you know, don't ask, but get in trouble for it. And I think it ended up going tits up for him. But when he came to TNA, man, I mean, he was like the most disliked guy ever. Everybody hated him. But then as soon as he started cutting his promos, he, kinda, he, he was in a faction with Drew. And it was bollocks. But then as, as soon as he went himself, man, he was great. And I, I will say, once again, me and his uh, ladder match, on Impact was the highest rated uh, segment on Pop TV in the first quarter of 2016. <laughs> Let me say about him as well. And I've dined out on that for fucking six years, five years. On, on that great period of NWA power that there was before the pandemic happened, he was just a standout, man. He, he was a total standout on that. Uh, his promos were amazing. And he, his talent, I think, is that what he's best at is that he can, it's not just about how well he can cut a promo, is that if something happens or there's a certain reaction for the crowd or something, he can spin and work with that effortlessly. And that that's the kind of attitude era style promo where he, he's so connected with the crowd and he's so, he can just think on his feet. I'll say there was an amazing one. There was an amazing promo. I remember him doing where he came out and he was wearing his new gear, right? And he says, um, he pointed down at his shoes, right? And he went, these are the shoes of a champion, mm. right? And he turned around and he turned his back and he pointed at his jacket and he went, these are the shoes of a champion, he said. And then he realized that he'd made the mistake and the audience were laughing. And he was like, did I just say the shoes of a champion there again for my jacket? And he fucking went with it. You know what I mean? He, took, he just went with it and he was laughing and he was laughing along with the crowd. Oh. And then he had all the merch. It was a merch with a picture of him with a Jake on. It says the shoes of a champion. No, no, That's that. amazing, it was, man. It was, you know, but he was just so, he was so likable on a NWA Power. Just, you know, just an I, old I, school. I, there was another one, I know, kind of gee idea of what a character is in real life, but I remember him chatting up a bud one night somewhere and I was just walking by and I could hear him go, say to the lassie that he was talking to on a date or whatever and he was going, you see, I'm the kind of guy that likes, uh, and I don't know what he said, but then he said it again. You see, because I'm the kind of guy, right? And I'm going, and I went up to him and I went, fucking listen to you. I'm the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy. So then whenever I ever saw him anytime after, I go, you're the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy. You know, sitting there talking, talking away, talk, totally woke inducing, but that's the kind of, that's, you know what I mean? That's he's kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of guy. Oh, he's a star. He's a star. Everybody um, the kind of guy. In fact, don't, because you'll biff out, actually. Don't. Um, Ross wants to put our Finland using Ludwig Borga's entrance music as their national anthem. What a fitting tribute to the man. Very funny. Jim wants to put our Piper, uh, Niven making her raw debut. She's always seemed genuinely nice when I've met her, so well happy for her, Jim. Sounding a wee bit like a stalker there. Uh, Dan wants to bury the vitriol that is about for people that like the opposite company. Let people enjoy whatever they like and stop with the hate. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown these days because it's not for me, but I don't criticise those that do. Watch what you enjoy, says Dan. Good play. Beautiful thoughts for Dan there. Stevie wants to bury Jack Henry for deciding to shoot instead of passing. <laughs> Jack Henry! <laughs> I wants to put our Viper debuting on Raw. So good to see another Scott showing up. Jamie wants to put our Piper never making her debut. Everybody loves this. And Samoa Joe returning to NXT. Is that definitely happening? Uh, it's happened. He it was on last night. Was he on last night? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just kind of feel. Uh, I mean, he uh, wants to bury the fact that all commentators didn't refer to Niven as anything other than the unknown friend of Eva Marie. Like they had no idea she's from NXT UK, which looks to me like the start of a daft name change. Like it doesn't matter. Calm down, it doesn't matter. Martin wants to put her Vipers Raw debut. Um, Sean wants to put her Joe coming back to NXT. Big fan of that, and another shout out for Piper Niven. Very, very popular debut. But again, wants to bury the commentary team acting as if she's a complete newbie, never been seen before on WWE TV. Stick that shit up your ass, say Sean. Grado. I just want to make, just when you, you put it into context, this, you know, Kimberly Viper debut, this is a lassie for Coburnie, right? <laughs> a lassie for Coburnie, who's more and run a bus company, um, 
went to school. Fuck, I don't know. She, where did she go to school? Did she go to Garnock Academy? Right, you think with that, you know, she, she's made her own wrong. I'll ask you if you could burn me. Fucking get in there. Let me ask you a question, Gredo, right? WWE sign you. They want to debut on you and Raw, right? They're going to bring you during the segment. Randy Orton eh, and Matt Riddle are doing their thing and you're going to come out, right? Do you have a problem if they say to you, you're not coming out as Gredo, you're going to come out as some unknown guy and we, everybody's going to be like, who's this guy? It's an unknown. Who's this unknown wrestler? How would you feel about that? Absolutely not. No issue whatsoever. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You would be daft to have an issue with that. You know, if, if Fergal Devitt had to do, although they backed Fergal Devitt up by saying he was, you know, a champion in Japan and all that kind of carry on. I mean, the majority of folk that the audience that Raw gets, you know, folk don't know me. So, of course, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be the slightest issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sensible answer. And that's, I think that sums it up. Now it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to run and come on the show, talk wrestling with me and Mr. Grado. Ask us a question this week. It's a run-in from the one and only Matthew Haggerty. Here he is, the one and only Matthew Haggerty. Haggerty. Haggerty, 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 Matthew Haggerty. Hey, hey, how you doing, mate? Hey, I'm currently in the hospital, but I'm, I'm, I promise you I'm all right. I'm safe. Right, yeah. what, what's what's happened to you? <laughs> Why are you in the hospital? Uh, right, it's a uh, mental health fob. So, all right, so tell, tell us, tell us more about it though. Can you do you feel comfortable speaking about exactly I, no, why I, you're in? Uh, no, of course. Uh, basically, lockdown hurt me extra hard. You know what I mean, uh, but like I've it's just kind of in the last year, well, this this past year, mental health is just gonna be a bit kind of shite. You know what I mean? Uh, but I promise you, like it's nothing to be concerned about. You know what I mean, I'm on a speed of recovery. And is that just through the past year, mate, or have you always had have you always had kind of wee issues here and there? Uh, just. Nah, I've always been quite overly sociable, but I'm not like, ashamed of it, I reckon. You know I mean, I'm, I hate, this has started off really, really fucking sad and that, you know I mean? But, no, it's not, it's not, no, it's not. Hey, you don't, I've mean? never heard this before, I've never heard this before, and it's, it's not, because like, fucking, I mean, obviously, like, like, 2020 for me was fucking magic, you know what I mean? And right. I, I, <laughs> I know that obviously must be must sound quite selfish because everybody's always had a shite 2020. But like it wasn't any different for me because I've been out of school since 2019, so it was just like another year. And right. like so, it was all right for me. Uh, I turned 18 this year and pretty much partied myself into a psych ward. Uh, I got the cells on my birthday. And I was forever walking about saying, oh, I put myself in a cell by myself. I'm fucking brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, obviously, I've... It's yourself. Where's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it going? Well, mate, you're a, you're, you're a young guy. You've got... You know what? It's like... Here's the way... Here's the way I look at these things, right? You're a young guy. You're in a, you're in a mental health ward now, right? You're mm-hmm. getting you're getting stuff dealt with. The new you're seeing the right people. I think I think there's always a problem sometimes. You people go for a long time and they're not getting any of the help. You know what I mean? So it's a fucking positive thing. I think that you're in there and talking and talking about it. That's the that's the fucking big thing. See, guys, look, and I think this is a good thing. It's like you're a young guy, right? And you've came on this podcast and you've went quite openly. You've just kind of went like that right at the start of the conversation. You went, well, I'm actually in hospital now. I'm in a mental health ward, right? And speaking speaking openly about it. And it was a time. It was a time people wouldn't have done that. It's like people. I mean, my generation and even Gredo's generation, we probably wouldn't have spoken as openly about that, wouldn't we? No, Gredo. Yeah, that's which is kind of refreshing or here. And I, but, but but I'm interested that I'm interested. A year near a year near twenty four seven. You're just getting help. Like when will you be getting hurt? Like so, like before exposing the business. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, mate, if you want to fucking kayfabe the mental health world, mate, it's fucking brilliant, by the way, mate. It's fucking, mate. See, I got off the cuffs today, right? <laughs> right uh, <laughs> so I fucking I was sectioned, right? I thought a wee bit, wee bit time after my birthday, but that was like during like the middle of lockdown. So like, mm-hmm. technically, everybody at the time was sectioned, right? So when I came back. Like they had just started doing visits and like the day walks outside so you can like go to a nurse and walk about and you can go to the shop and stuff now so you can so like it's to be honest it just feels like a regular hospital admission only like I'm not and, and it helped you I, 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 I mean like you meet, you, meet other, fucking, you meet other people and stuff like that I, it's good it's good to like it's a good way to kind of socialise in a fucking unsocialised kind of world for a bit you know what I mean uh, I'm taking like counselling and stuff like that as well, where you can sit aye. and talk with people over the same issues and stuff like that. Eh, uh, aye, aye. I'll be honest, man. Like, obviously, these podcasts, I think it's got me through the first time because, like, like I, I remember, like, obviously, you need to wait your COVID test coming back, so you need to sit in the room. So I'm sitting bottom myself with all the fucking remarks and fucking shit for here. And I mean, like, oh, I'm a mark. I'm allowed to say this shit. What up, Dimbala? Oh, fucking. <laughs> that, 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 that means a lot, doesn't it, Rab? Because I'm aye, sitting. It does. Well, I've been, I feel as if I've been a wee bit crab at the night. You know that way? Oh, aye, aye. And it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that, you know, some folk are out there listening. And, you know. and, and when you do get out, mate, will you, will you continue to get, like, some... Will they be checking in on you and you continue to get some help and stuff like that? Aye, aye. Well, like, I'm wanting to get back to the wrestling training. Uh, I recognise you, didn't I? I've met you, I've met you before, eh? I must be a fan or something, eh? I I trained I was trained under a uh, fucking voice crack man. Uh, trained under TJ Rage. Uh, I trained in Airdrie. Uh, right. fucking like I started training when I was like twelve. Uh, I made my debut like the end of two thousand and nineteen. And then I kind of I basically became like a wee head and like drifted away for training a bit. Fucking went out, started drinking, smoking weed, became a usual. And then lockdown hut, lockdown hut. So like I couldn't get back to training if I wanted to. And then fucking like it's it's like just recently I've been really really enthusiastic to come back, buy myself boots and stuff, man. Like fucking buzzing and then like, oh shit. Gold boots. Where did you get your boots? Ringsideboots.co.uk. Oh, you managed to get a hold of them then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 you, did you order them online or did you give him a phone? I ordered them. Right, so you never spoke to him on the phone? No. Every time I phone that fucking book guy, he's in Magaluf. Every time. Every time. And you, you know, as soon as it rings, it does that ring. Came when you know somebody's abroad. Goes, Hello, <laughs> well, I'll be back till next week, so I'll take your order. Richard you wonder if he's in Magaluf all the time or you're all buying boots off him all the time. Oh, did you did you pay him by it? No, I don't want to stage, stage the guy, but he, he knows what he's doing. Old Richard Bishop. He he's must a, know he's he's So, Matthew, you want to get into... You want to get, I mean, that's a, that's a good positive thing to fling yourself into. Um, when you get out, uh, you're going to... You're, so you want to be a wrestler? That's, that's the... Do you fancy I know. It? See, to be honest, man, like... I... I do want to be a wrestler, but, like, I just fucking the mere time that I've been away for training and stuff, and the mere kind of time that I'm spending almost in the hospital, like it's kind of put me off it a bit. You know what I mean? But like I'm hoping that when the day comes that I go back to training or like when the wrestling starts back, I'll be able to just fucking things. I'll feel like the same way I did before I left without fucking obviously leaving again. Because I used to be really really inconsistent as fuck with the training. I mean mm-hmm. I used to like maybe show up for four Sundays in a row and then I wouldn't show up for ages and then I would show up again for a bit and then like for making for starting training like for when I was 12 and no make my debut until uh, I was 16 like that's how I, I, there was a long period before making my debut because I was so inconsistent so that would be like one of the goals I'd like to work towards would be but you have been training consistent. since you were 12 years old aye but I was a complete character man I showed up to training a single it <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, no, mate, I mean, the first two years of training, I showed up in a singlet. You know what I mean? Mate, trust and, me, like, there's plenty of guys out there the years I've done. <laughs> fucking, I used to get called uh, Kurt Angle, right? And I'd be raging that I wouldn't be called Gradle. 
I mean, they used to. <laughs> be, my nickname was Cotton, and I'd be like, no, I've been called Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, the, the, the thing about training and then taking time out, mate, and, and being inconsistent, that was the story of my life for about, I'd say, about seven years. I, I mean, right. it was my time when I stopped for like two full years between 2000 and, in fact, longer than that. And it's just, if it wasn't for fucking YouTube, I'd be. But that's ages. It's, that's age as well, though, right? It's, it's, it's youth, though, isn't it? It's like being young as well. It's like it's hard to have that um, proper kind of dedication and determination when you're young, and particularly when you've got like you know, when you're that age, you're 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, Usually, your mates and all that are kind of kicking about and doing stuff, and you're kind of wanting to do stuff with your mates and all that. And I suppose you need to be just super fucking single minded about it. You know what I mean? Just be like super selfish and kind of um, push yourself right in. Yeah, because I think the scene is going to be quite exciting once everything gets back to normal. I think it's going to be a good time for people to, you know, be really flinging themselves into the training and stuff like that. Definitely, but, fucking hell. Exactly. I fucking like. I'm just looking forward to being able to help at shows again. You know what I mean? I fucking get the wee black tie on and the wee black jeans on, man. I just fucking look forward to doing my security guard. Sorry, what did they call it? Sweet single one underneath. <laughs> Aye, fucking goddamn running, ripping the shirt open. <laughs> so, what have you uh, been? Wa- have you been watching? Have you been watching wrestling lately? Are you up to date? Eh, uh, there's uncle AW enter. <laughs> have you been watching it? <laughs> I, I, I've been watching a wee bit of them, to be honest. I mean, uh, I used to like only really watch like, WWE, uh, and then obviously like. Uh, with the telly in here there's no like, like sky or anything or anything so like it's right. just kind of flicking through the channel just watching stuff and watching it on here sometimes man but obviously I feel quite like, self-conscious sometimes because like you know everybody's a wrestling fan and like aye, 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 aye. Uh, like there was a kind of period as well like and I was like am I a wrestling fan still do you know what I mean because like ever comes like oh what's the script for wrestling and I'm like well, like am I uh, it's like I made my debut but I'm no like I still trying can I see if I'm able to call myself a wrestler yet which obviously I know I can, I'm no because I've only made my debut and then I shot myself for a bit you know what I mean uh, <laughs> and what was so, that like when you made your debut was it how did it go did you how did you feel it went oh, fucking shit <laughs> it was gassing fucking could barely run the ropes but like the opponent I originally had like he hurt his ankle the week before so I had to get like a new opponent and I got carried the, the full match and like but it was just like a I hate saying it. it was like I didn't come through, but it was a cool experience. And like it was a guy called uh, I'm allowed to say other wrestlers' names, and yeah, hi, you know, rock. You're not just uh, allowed to say their names, you're allowed to bury them as well. <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. <laughs> well, I'll, put, I'll put them over. Uh, it was John Cena, I was wrestling, but I carried myself for fuck <laughs> it. Uh, fucking, I but you know, raw man, right? Uh, one of them is hardest working motherfuckers. There was because he obviously we get told to obviously promote the shows, fucking get the finger at the ass. He, he was always there with a motor, putting posters up, putting flyers up. Mm. I mean, and back then I was like, I'm still a wee guy now, but like I used to be like really, really easy influence. I trained with guys like Luke King Sharp, Krieger, uh, trained under TJ Rage, uh, Guns Sunday Nightwork now, Alex Parker, Logan Smith. Like, I fucking, I've always had like a looking up to kind of personality, like, oh, mate, wolf, man. I'm... So, like, I used to always just go to a firing session so I could look beer in the boys. Aye. <laughs> uh, but now it's, like, fucking, like, seeing some of them on the network and just being really one of the most proudest we cunts about. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, able to say, oh, that's my pals. And it. You know what I mean? But that must be quite, that must be something that really would inspire you as well was the fact that, that path to get into the WWE is quite clear now. It's quite clear now what you need to do to kind of get to that level now. So it's like... Aye. I mean, I that, fucking... Sorry, on you go. No, I, no, no. I, I, no. I went like, and I appeared my van there. Uh, no, like, obviously I know, like, everybody's getting sent to the WWE Wrestling Center now. Like, uh, Piper Niven like she got fucking made a raw debut last night mm-hmm. last night uh, on Monday uh, so like fucking like even though I know that 
maybe one point in my life I could get a contract to wherever. I'm no, I'm, I don't go to training because I want to be a WWE superstar. I'm kind of aiming my heights for wrestling kind of low. I mean, like I would be, the idea for me that sounds better than going to the WWE would be like being a promoter, really. I mean, or running my own fucking training school or whatever and then Aye. still being able to wrestle here because that way I'm still in a way living the dream and then I'd have a chance to build myself an empire and fucking just you know what I mean but like it's I used to obviously every kind that showed up to training at one point so obviously wanted to be go to WWE and I have as well I'm not saying that I've, I've no but like I've fucking I'm 18, get stressed out and shake myself and can't say my name too loudly. I f- fucking, I don't think I'd be able to be in an environment where, like, and hear all really the fucking horror stories, you look backstage at WWE. I don't think I'd be able to be in a situation like that. You know what I mean? I think everybody feels like that, you know what I mean? I think that's that's one of the things, and particularly at 18, like, I think everybody feels, like, even the new like you know like i'll give you an example right because i was i was filming a sitcom recently right um and i had a i had a day and i've i've filmed at this point in my life i've filmed a lot of stuff and i've been on film sets a lot and all that right but there was one day i was there and you know and we were doing some stuff and we're filming and i felt like genuinely felt fuck man i feel quite intimidated here you know i mean i came home and i said to my wife after it, i said i felt i just had one of the days where i felt completely out of my fucking depth like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm fuck man I'm shite at this or you know what I mean it's like and I think that that never goes away like see for you know it's for anybody it never goes away that thing and it's a thing you just need to and Gredo you'll say the same wouldn't you I mean Gredo's Gredo's a total fucking brass neck guy right Gredo's a guy who'll just walk up to anybody and say anything or that but I know Gredo quite well as well and I know that he does he does worry about stuff and that kind of thing you do feel the pressures as well don't you Gredo 100% man even had it today sitting in Sitting in a room with fucking Elaine C and Alec Norton and Johnny Watson and doing and all that, and Arabella, they've been doing it for combined about fucking 200 years. And when it, and, and when they did, they put a close up on you and it's your turn to go, man. And you just go, oh man, fucking. This is, this is a. What am I doing here? <laughs> you, have, you, have you gone back to the fucking uh, unmuted times and the fucking. <laughs> I feel like uh, I won a competition or something. <laughs> no, but it just ne- but that's a thing, mate. It just never goes away. So it's like it's you know you would if you were going to wait until the point where you just felt comfortable around everybody and won the fear, you'd be fucking waiting forever. And I think that is the, I think that is the case for a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, they kind of go, "I'm not going to try this because I, I'm 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 still fear." But even like some stand-up comedians, know that I know, um, who are like some of the best fucking stand-ups on the planet. And they're, they're fucking terrified before they go on stage. They're shitting themselves before they go on stage, and it's just a thing, unfortunately, that never never goes away. And 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 it's one of the things like we were talking about just at the start of this bit. I think I think nowadays, like everybody, we all need to be better at talking about um, the weaknesses that we have, and we all need to be better at talking about fucking I'm fear, or or I'm scared, or I feel like I'm losing grip of things, or. You know, I, I, I feel in, intimidated and I, and, and I can't do this. You know what I mean? I need some support. I think, you know, I, I'm hoping we're moving into a better fucking time for all that kind of stuff. And I think you coming on and, and talking about all this, I'm sure a lot of, you know, you're talking about being around the boys and all that, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the boys, a lot of people in the wrestling community out there uh, in the business who hear you on this show the night talking and, and being so open about that and and talking about the stuff that are going to be super impressed you know what I mean like I fucking it it pissed me off in a way Uh, because like obviously 2020 was hard for every cunt you know what I mean Uh, like it made me sad because I was was like oh I don't know if I want to go back to training obviously for all our shit is harmed and and I'm I'm not going to fucking I don't want to pull shit up man but like I, I feel like if, when the day training comes back, and, I'm, and obviously people are training elsewhere, but I'm talking about like during the day, like the Airdrie school opens up and everybody walks in. I feel like cunts, it's not going to, there'll be something like, or like an elephant in the room or whatever. But I feel, I hope that we're able to still have the same bond that we've always had, the same laughs. You know what I mean? I, think, I mean, you've got a fresh start now, man, when you, you know what I mean? It's like, and it sounds like you know, 
you know that all you can do is look after yourself. All you can do is look out for yourself. You can't, you know, you can't concern yourself with what people run about you do. And you know, you just need to come out and fling yourself into that and 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 keep healthy, man. And keep in touch as well. Keep in touch with the show and let us know how you're getting on once you once you do get out and get back to things. Just mm-hmm. keep us posted. Give her white messages or whatever. Let us know, mate. But definitely come back on the show. And uh, good luck, mate. I'm sure you'll be absolutely brand new with everything. Thank you very much. You can tell by how fucking maturely you've you've been talking about this stuff that you're um, you're on the right track. So I, I look forward to seeing you in the ring, mate. Right. Cheers. See right. You I'll see you. Thanks for coming on, Matthew. Right. Catch That's you soon. Again. Hey, worries. Right. Bye. See you later. Woo! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, you would never go on the train and start yapping away on your phone. With a speaker on, or a bus, or a plane, or any mode of transport, you wouldn't want every other person hearing about your conversation. So, using the internet without ExpressVPN is a bit like that. You need a VPN because internet service, internet service providers, your Comcast, your BT, your Tiskly, AOL, they know every single website that you visit. And they're selling this information. They're, te- they're telling the ad companies, the tech giants. And then they use your data to target you. Now, ExpressVPN, well, it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between the device and the internet so that there's no bugger looking into your online activity. All you need to do is fire up the app, click one button, and listen, it's rated number one by CNET. Big, big reader of Wild and The Verge, and they all say it's number one as well. Now, it works in phones, laptops, and even routers. So everybody who shares your Wi-Fi, they can be protected as well. Now, I need to tell you, I love ExpressVPN because, look, if I want to watch something that's been on abroad and I need to click to that country, it's as easy as that. Open up ExpressVPN, hit the country that I want, and it makes it look like I'm in that country. And it's personally very, very important to me. I want to tell you today to secure your online activity. Get yourself to expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling today. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash wrestling. And you can get an extra three months free. Now, it's expressvpn.com slash wrestling. That's three times, bro. But listen, get yourself hooked up. Keep safe. And uh, batter on. You just made the list! Now it's time for a list more plentiful than the list of David Marshall memes. <laughs> it's the list of Wrestling Daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about by joining us at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. This week it was all about debuts, the best or the worst. With 71% of the vote, it was best debuts that won, though I believe WWE may have done this before. We may, sorry, that's me may have done this before. I don't have that. John, I know total rubbish. Best time. Hold on, have we, we done, have we done we've this? We've definitely before? done this before. Have we? I thought we had. Damn it. We've Go definitely on. done this before. But let me just let me just spit some out right at you again at the top of my head. Best ever debuts. Uh, I'm pretty sure my number one last time was Kurt Angle's debut. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that. Uh, my number two was probably Jericho. Does it and does it have to be a complete? Does it have to be a complete like um, like your first ever debut? Because me and Jester were talking when we were filming, and me and Jester were talking about just how amazing it was when Undertaker came back, American Badass Undertaker came back, and was does that count as a debut? Because it's a kind of new gimmick. I would say it's a, get the debut of the American Badass. I would let that one slide, I. Hmm. Try to think of some other great debuts. Well, ob- the obvious, there's an obvious one that everyone probably would say is Kane. Kane was a great debut, aye. Mm-hmm. Kane was a great debut. 
Um, try to think if there's any but else. Ravens at fucking Unforgiven. <laughs> aye, aye. Um, uh, God. Try to think of recent ones. I'm trying to think of like, is there any recent, because we're always going back to the attitude era and all that. Try to think of recent debuts that were. Oh, AJ at the Rumble's quite un- uh, recent. Um, aye. Any AEW ones where you went, holy fuck. Do you know what? Do you know what's a really good debut, right? And it's a re-debut. But Jeff Hardy on that TNA head-to-head with Raw episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fucking great one. I liked it. That's a decent show. Kevin Owens' debut on Raw was a good one. That was good. When he came out to challenge Cena, remember? Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. Any other good recent ones? Let's see what the punters are saying. Um, Andy says, I was at the Hydro when Raw was being taped and Noam Dar made his main roster debut. I was sat near some ICW talent when Noam came through the curtain. They stood up and applauded their pal. Genuinely nice to see. I remember that. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was at Panama. I was there. I went backstage after it. Went back. William Regal took oh, his backstage. Thank you. Did you go backstage man? Regal took his backstage. Regal did. Jason, uh, best debut in recent memory, AJ Styles at the Rumble. Daniel says, best debuts recently, Moxley at AEW. I said the rest of AEW's re- debuts recently have been a bit shit, especially Andrade. That was a shit debut. Scott says, I love John Cena's. He's wee spiky hair to the ruthless aggression. Kurt Angle doing what he does and making Cena look like a star. Everybody forgets Angle's debut. It pisses me off. Angle's debut was the fucking best debut. He came out and, and the crowd were chanting boring at him. And then he fucking rolled out and took a mic and all that and was ranting at the crowd about I'm no boring. Not. It was brilliant. It was like, it was captured everything about that guy. He came out, he was instantly brilliant in the ring. He was instantly brilliant on the mic and he was instantly thinking on his feet. Um, it wasn't just all about a big fancy entrance and all that. Kev says, Earthquake sitting in the crowd, kids pointing for him to be picked for Dino Bravo to do a push-up with him on his back, smiling and ha- laughing happily, sounding like a gentle giant with Mean Gene then attacking Ultimate Warrior out of nowhere. That was, it. That was great. Forgot about that. I went right out of my head. Absham says, Santino, just crazy, jumping out the crowd and winning the Intercontinental title for a maggot. It was mental, which is what wrestling should be all about. That's a great debut. John says, Cactus Jack's debut in Madison Square Garden against Triple H. Watching back how well it was done in the pop was just amazing. Evil Ninja Phil says, it's got to be the narcissist. Lex Luger, the big cape, flexing at a big load of mirrors. Bobby the Brain going nuts about his muscles. That and It just didn't go anywhere, did it? It was the problem. Uh, Thomas says Scott Hall on Nitro changed the game blood the lines of what was real Sting at Survivor Series aye it was expected and people slag it up but it's Sting in the WWE uh, Andy says Taker but everybody would say that nobody did say it actually Edge then Christian Texas Tornado sure it was SummerSlam 90 debuted beating Mr. Perfect Yokozuna too was cool and Craig says he absolutely loved Goldbergs on Raw back in the day probably because I was too young to know the ins and outs so it was a proper Surprise! I would, I'm, I'm, I would love to see a big debut again. You know what I mean? Like a big Could giant. Well, you know, like a proper, like everything goes dark, and then the screen fucking plays a video, and then it's music that we've not heard before, and then some person swaggers out, and know. you don't, and you've never seen him before. I think, I think that will happen. Before, I don't know when it will happen. The first person to jump from AEW to WWE, say they get WWE. Yeah. You get like Hangman Page or MJF or Darby Allen or something like that. They take one of the top boys. That's when it will happen next, I reckon. I, I always got to say, I was really new. Like the whole WWE jump to AEW now has been totally done. I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody mm. could jump to WWE now. It would mean anything. It's literally. It's been shite. I mean, that's what kind of inspired the kind of topic this this week. Because you look at all the the debuts that AEW have had recently, and this Andrade was last week. Turns up in a suit. There he is, Andrade. You know, you've had Nero. You've had um. You've had you've had so many. Like, uh, big show. Aye, and it's just it's just like a big. You know, Paul White is AEW. You know, Mark. You know, it's just it's just. There's no, there's no surprise. The best one I think in the list was like Moxley turning up. That was fucking cool uh, mm-hmm. during the Omega match and stuff. But it's just AEW don't seem to kind of do a big build like that. But because you know that it's just a WWE guy that's going to turn up, you know. I think that of all the people in AEW, right? I think the one 
I think the one that they would want the most of all the people in AEW, genuinely, the one that Vince would want the most out of all of them is Darby Allen. Like, genuinely, I think the WWE would fucking kill for Darby Allen. And I, I think it's just a matter of time before he goes. Because he's exactly, he's that kind of Jeff Hardy guy that Vince likes to have. Vince likes to have that young, cool guy. You know what I mean? That's in there. And they, and they need that. I think they need that. And I would love to see, I would love to see a face Darby Allen coming into a WWE straight into a program with Seth Rollins. I'd fucking kill to see that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a Darby Allen Seth Rollins match? Fucking brilliant, man. Brilliant. <sighs> Credo, talk us through your TNA debut. No. <laughs> Just tell us something about it. How did, how did that feel, mate? Well, I don't know, because I feel as if I had like about four. Because I, I, the first thing I ever done under a TNA banner or fucking paycheck was against Shaq York Hall, which technically was a British wrestling card. Um, it was Bethnal Green, probably about six, seven hundred people there. Crowd was amazing. Go to wrestle my best pal. And which the thing that we took for it was it's a fucking proper ring. You know, I mean, obviously we get British wrestling rings, but we were this was our first time on a, a ring that, you know, was immaculate, a TV ring, if you will. So that right. was the biggest thing and it was just how fucking cool it felt. And then I debuted in America in a fucking six-man tag match. And fucking, but I can't even tell you where it is now. Some, something North Carolina or something like that. No, no, North Carolina was the second night. The first night was, I don't even remember. Richmond. What, what felt like your your actual debut though? Like what one of them felt like your? Um, I'd maybe say that probably the second night I wrestled EC3. Um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a building that was bigger it was like a, it was still a house show but it was still it was a decent it was a decent place decent venue I suppose that probably felt like a debut then again the Hydro felt like a debut as well and then it felt like a debut in the soundstage in, in, in Orlando when I was my first match was with Low Key and Kenny King could be wrong sure it was I suppose that 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 day would was 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 mental just because of what happened. I've spoke about it before, before the low key, um. So, I just shit yourself, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it is. You just shit yourself, didn't you? We are wrestlers. Just to clarify, for anybody listening, we pretend to be wrestlers on the way back for a show and we're telling each other stories as we're on the road, road stories. But it's, it's these are stories that people sent in. Um, just I'm clarifying that because John likes to put up on Instagram clips for the show and stuff where it just looks like what it looked like last week. My wife says to me, Robert, there's a, a video up on the hangway that's about you like spewing and shiting everywhere. And I was like, what do you mean? And I listened to it and it was me telling a bit of a road story about somebody spewing and shiting all their granda's cream carpet. But it, the way John had edited the Instagram clip, it just sounded like it was me that was spewing and shiting all on my granda's cream carpet. So this is the danger That's of funny. the road story segment. Yeah, what he, he does think it's funny. He wouldn't do that to George. I don't Curry, know. I, I, I write, you know, listen to this week's wrestling daft to hear how this road story came about or, you know. Maybe he reads hmm. the captions on Instagram, mate. Oh, do they not? Oh, well, no. let's see what happens this time. We're wrestlers on the way back for a show. Let's get in the car and see what happens. Let's start the car sound effects. Here we go. Beautiful. There we go. And here we are. What are you doing, Gredo? What, uh, you made your debut the night, didn't you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It went better. Oh, could have went better? Ah, don't worry, mate. I'll tell you a wee story here, mate. Well, what? You know, it's big, 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 big expectations we've brought to that's right, and you're pro too, mate. I'm most pro too as you, but oh, well, fuck, it's nobody's more pro too than me. Apart from maybe Adam Shame. Adam Shame is very pro too. I heard. No, about ten years ago, a guy I used to be pals with had a twenty-first, right, on his twenty-first birthday from Lanoff. Now the group I was part of then decided to wind him up, and we planned to scrap the shirts and the trousers and find the worst possible outfit combinations for his for his party. So I didn't have anything too ridiculous to wear. So ventured up to TK Maxx and got myself a pair of bright green Adidas popper tracky bottoms, 
right, in a luminous orange vest with bogging Jesus sandals and a ripped denim jacket. No, I think about that. I fucking probably that would probably pass our fashion these days with the millennial spice boys. Do you know what I mean? Just to clarify, it's not me saying this. It's the guy saying in the story, right? Now. Like the millennial spice boys. Good name for a band, by the way, the millennial spice boys. So anyway, I've donned this garb and I've headed to the party, buzzing to see what the rest of the boys are wearing. Right? I was running a bit late, so they'd already arrived when I got there. Now this is before the days of WhatsApp and group chat, so none of us had an idea what the other ones were wearing, right? So I turn up, one of the boys is standing outside waiting for me in a full three-piece suit. <laughs> I nearly said a three-piece suit there. Three in a full <laughs> three-piece <laughs> suit, right? And I've just went, oh, fuck. Another one of the boys comes out and he's in a suit and all. They're buckled. I've been double-crossed. I'm buckled as well, right? They absolutely done me. Head into the venue and the lads are eagerly awaiting this fud walking in dressed like a RuPaul reject. Is that alright? Aye, it is. Let me think, is it? Aye. Good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> is that alright? I think it is. Good laugh, Oren, until one of the boys notices my pop up trousers and goes, Here, you need to give him a lap dance now. Already embarrassed enough, mate. I thought, fuck it. So they sat a birthday boy on a chair in the middle of the room and stuck on Tom Jones. Sex bomb. I've gave it 110% and he even got a roar when the poppers came off. I should add, I'm a lover of all things beer and bacon. I'm in absolutely no shape to be stripping off in front of anybody, right? But anyway, I gave the lad a birthday he'll never forget and wanked off. Walked off, sorry. What and walked off. Jesus, man, I thought it would have taken a fucking turn there. As expected, the whole thing was videoed and stuck on YouTube. Best part of the story is that I was working night shift that night, so I wasn't drinking. I had to leave for my, sh- for my shift half an hour later. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Straight his work. Walk in, calf, lap dance, walk out. That's how it's done. Hey, right, so thanks, Jason, for that story. Jason sent in that story. Is the YouTube video still out there? I would love to see this YouTube video. What do you think you type in for that, huh? Green poppers, Adidas? I will find out from Don't search for poppers on YouTube. Poppers lap dance, don't search for that. Um, Right, so uh, if you've got the YouTube video, please do send us that. We'd love to see it. And thanks very much for that nice, pleasant, wee kind of funny story that wasn't too offensive anywhere and didn't end their careers. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And that's about it for this episode. What a fantastic week it's been in wrestling. Piper Niven made her debut and on Raw um, Grado has been filming two doors down he has been smashing it Elaine C. Smith told me that she, he's the, bit, the funniest guy she's ever worked with um, <laughs> and Elaine C. Smith has worked with them all and she says Gregor Fisher is shite compared to Grado that's what she said that was in the paper apparently compared um, to yep oh fuck me <laughs> it's time um, <laughs> it's time for us to go um, but we need to choose a listener of the week of course so who would the listener of the week be I would like to get to Matthew himself. Aye. The bold Matthew for coming on and, and chatting to us so freely and openly. Um, he's going to be a listener. Of he, he's going to get a, a wee belt for that, but he, I've got a feeling that a, a real wrestling belt isn't he too. Aye. He's a wrestling belt, He's going to get a real wrestling belt on his waist. Uh, Gredo, you could, be, you could be booking him on your uh, your family wrestling bash. Well, as long as he sticks in. Um, that's it for Wrestling Daft rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts are you going to do one of these shows Gredo? that's all the fucking would you cry that's all all this calms down hi see Boris Johnson takes about Matt Hancock Matt Hancock (laughs) I'd see that aye that was good wasn't it only the folk like that use WhatsApp just like us aye that's funny (laughs) isn't it because we quite often they use things like for fuck's sake and all that for fuck's sake no it was what the fuck do you think they send wee gifts and that, like wee wrestling gifts? You know that one with Austin where he's like laughing and then he goes, Oh, serious, that's my favourite one. Aye, he probably uses that. Dominic Cummings uses that a bit. Gredo, I mean, we did, we've quite often said people we've worked with are absolutely fucking hopeless, haven't we? Aye. <laughs> we say that a lot of time. But you do as well, John, about George Bowie. Uh, no, I do not. I do not. I tell you what, I'm. <laughs> I'm screenshotting all the wrestling daft um, WhatsApp group for uh, further, further, you know, get that out in the press like Dominic Cummings, like you know. 
end their careers. Oh, yeah, you get... Rab, you're fine. It's great, though. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, mind for more content. There's loads this week. Video version of the show. Get on board. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling. We want your money. Uh, and why not check out our merch as well shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling thank you so much for listening uh, Gredo thanks for joining us for your digs I know it's very difficult to do that you're a working man you've been filming all day you've been on the radio in the mornings you are in your digs you're not even in your own house it's a hard shift thanks for doing that Gredo um, I, I must apologise I feel as if I've not been awake tonight I'm, I'm dead tired but we're knackered I get it John and you were great and you were great John and you running yourself into the ground trying to support all sorts of people across the industry um, and the entertainment sphere we appreciate your work John always and you the listener I would like to say I appreciate your work as well but I don't uh, I don't like McDonald's that much that I appreciate (laughs) your flipping the burgers in McDonald's It's a beautiful heel finish, isn't it? <laughs> Up the road, Gredo. Oh, it's just so enough. Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.